It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Kat Timp. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Harris Faulkner. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, July 28th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. The Ukrainian people have shown a bravery and resilience that nobody was expecting during this invasion, especially Russia. But for as tough as they are and as brave as they've shown to be, is this actually enough to fend off this brutal onslaught? There really hasn't been much change in terms of Ukraine's ability to recapture territory captured by Russia. And Russian forces are certainly having a hard time pushing forward in the east. They've gained territory, but it's very slow at a very high cost. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Ukrainian forces say they've been able to put U.S. weapons to good use in this fight against Russia, but many say those weapons have to be delivered faster. It's not often you can interview a former heavyweight champion of the world and, and follow up a few questions with the word champ. We're speaking today with Fox News reporter Lucas Thomason. He's in Kiev, Ukraine. It was a great honor to meet the, the mayor of Kiev and to interview him and also just to get a update on the war. I think a lot of Americans are under the impression that Ukraine is winning. And, and Mayor Klitschko, he was pretty sobering. He, he talked about uh, Ukraine needs more weapons. It needs more heavy weaponry. Right now, the lines are fairly static. He wants modern weapons. He, he needs more hardware. Uh, Russia continues to gain ground slowly in the east. Uh, there are some recent weapons shipments that have stopped Russia in different parts. But for the most part, uh, Russian forces still outnumber the Ukrainians, and there's certainly a big uh, disparity between how many artillery rounds the Russians are firing in uh, versus what the Ukrainians are firing out. Yeah, we want to get into some of those missile strikes in just a moment, but I want to get back into this interview here. How hard did you have to push Mayor Klitschko to get to that part where you mentioned he was very sobering in his speech? Did he offer that right up, or did you really have to follow up to get the real uh, juice out of him? When I asked him, he didn't deny it. Is Ukraine losing this war right now? Too soon to talk about that. Very diplomatic uh, in his answers, but he did not deny that Ukraine is slowly losing. And without uh, more American weapons, uh, that wouldn't change. Now, when I asked him, I followed up, counterpunch, if you will, uh, with why aren't you getting those weapons? Why aren't you getting those weapons, you think? It's a difficult question. The politicians decide to slow. When I asked him that include the Biden administration, he, he wouldn't be direct about it. He said he doesn't have information on that. And I asked him, you know, as a former fighter, former heavyweight champion of the world, did you ever fight for a draw? Because that's what some of the politicians are saying back home that visited here, members of the House Armed Services Committee. Congressman Mike Waltz says that's what the Biden administration is doing. He says the Biden administration is playing for a tie. And that's something I wanted to ask of Vitaly Klitschko about in the interview. And, uh, you know, again, he, he sideswiped that one. He, he uh, As I went in, he, he ducked that uh, and said uh, he doesn't have information on that. But uh, it, was, it was a great interview. It was great to talk to a champ. He's a big guy, as you can imagine. He's about 6'6". Six, six. That was the reason uh, I think viewers did not see me uh, in a two-shot interview. I look like a 
shrimp right next to him. How did he look, uh, though? Did he look tired? He's been in Kiev this entire time, and he's been really in the forefront of this war, speaking to reporters on camera. Does he look exasperated? Does he look worried? What sense did you get from him when you were speaking with him? Well, first off, he's still in great shape. He looks like he could step in the ring tomorrow. Uh, He's very focused. He's very determined. Uh, We actually attended a ceremony where some uh, members of the the border guards were receiving uh, some new vehicles, and every soldier wanted to get their photo with him. Uh, I think he's certainly a source of inspiration uh, for this country and certainly this city. Uh, You can imagine after the invasion, John, you know, millions of people fled Ukraine's capital once was a city of 3.6 million. Well, many have come back. Uh, Klitschko said that the city is about uh, you know, 70% uh, full again. So that is a good sign, certainly for Kiev, certainly for the country, uh, but no doubt uh, some hard fighting ahead, especially in the east and south. You know, the Russians still control over 20% uh, of this country and uh, some tough fighting ahead. But uh, Klitschko, you know, he's a you know, motivated guy, he, he, but he did not mince words. He said that politicians are moving slowly. Uh, certainly, that includes a lot of the European Union. Uh, the United States has pledged three times more money to this war than the entire 27-nation European Union combined. Let that sink in. Yeah, we can't afford to move slowly because we've got innocent civilians who are not only being targeted, but losing their lives at a just horrific pace. We're speaking with Fox News reporter Lucas Tomlinson. He's in Kiev, Ukraine. You just sort of mentioned he got to interview the mayor of Kiev. But one of the storylines going on recently, Lucas, is a barrage of missiles Russia has been launching. And many of these have been against the capital of Kiev. Can you talk about what you've been hearing on these missile strikes that Russia has really ramped up over the past few days and weeks? Well, John, the closest missile strike uh, to the capital was actually about 10 miles away. It was actually just outside the city, uh, in the Kiev region uh, for sure, but not actually inside the city. But there have been a number of missile strikes from Russian forces away from the front lines in in the central part of the country, in the west. Uh, This is a country about the size of Texas, and while most of the fighting is is confined to the east and the south, uh, these missile strikes are certainly alarming. Uh, today, Thursday, is Statehood Day. It's a new national holiday that President Zelensky um, announced uh, months ago. And I spoke to some officials today who say this is not a coincidence, that symbolism uh, is very important to the Russians and uh, to wake up to air raid sirens and to uh, you know, find out that some 30 missiles have been fired uh, all across the country. And that doesn't just include... Uh, you know, missile launchers from Russia. There are actually dozens fired from Belarus to the north. Uh, uh, caliber cruise missiles are fired from uh, warships in the Black Sea, as well as from bombers as well, uh, backfire and, and bear bombers. Yeah. Our listeners are probably more familiar with those bear bombers, those old props from the uh, Cold War. They are still being flown today. And we've got reports that the, some of these missile strikes, how places they're they're targeting, how they're acquiring these targets, are being called in by a number of Russian spies going on in Ukraine. What have you been hearing about the spying happening? When I arrived here in Ukraine, it's not a story that I was pursuing, but the more I interviewed people, the more I spoke to officials here, John, kept hearing about these spies. Certainly, it came to a forefront when President Zelensky fired his two top uh, officials, uh, you know, prosecutors, who are almost the, the equivalent of the Department of the uh, Department of Justice. Uh, you know, it's, uh, this is something that President Zelensky has taken very seriously. But just on a on a lower level. 
uh, we were out in, in Irpin, just outside uh, the capital, and we interviewed a local militia commander uh, in front of these apartment buildings that had been absolutely destroyed, just shelled, uh, and, and just, there was just nothing left. It looked like you know, a lot of fires had, had uh, just destroyed everything. It was just horrific. Uh, fortunately, we were told that about 90 95% of the population had fled, but it was uh, very sobering. And when we spoke to this commander and said, you know, how is this stuff getting in? He said that the Russians had collaborators. They have spies that were helping calling in these, these airstrikes and, and uh, artillery strikes. And so when I asked uh, Mayor Klitschko about that, I said, is there a problem with Russian spies? He didn't mince words. He said, yes. He said, they're in the capital. He said, they're helping direct these missile strikes. And uh, I spoke to another official today, uh, close to President Zelensky, who said, you know, they've, they've infiltrated uh, the security services. They're, they're, you know, it's, it's a big problem uh, here in Ukraine. Fox's Lucas Thomason is in Ukraine, where for now, Kev, the capital remains in Ukrainian control. But for how much longer? We'll keep it going right after this. Lucas, is this your second time going to Ukraine to report during this war? It sure is. Okay, so you've done a couple of tours of duty for us here at Fox News, going over there to get a firsthand look. Just want to check in, second time around, what are you noticing that may or may not be different than your first time there? Well, I was here during the invasion uh, back in February, and to be in the capital before the invasion and then to push out to the western part of the the country for the actual invasion – uh, just it's just night and day, really, in terms of just not only our coverage, but just what was going on, you know, you know, actual battles taking place. Of course, the Russians tried to take the capital. They were not successful. And, you know, there's images of, you know, dozens of Russian tanks, armored personnel carriers, you know, artillery pieces, downed helicopters. Uh, you know, while there's certainly very fierce fighting going on in eastern Ukraine, uh, and that's about you know 12 hours away from the capital. So uh, coming back here and seeing it, it's almost surreal life returning to normal in some ways here in the capital. Yet at the same time, everywhere you look, there are signs of war. Soldiers in the streets, back on you know their version of of R and R. In some of the grand squares, you have uh, really war relics. You have these you know, destroyed Russian T-72, T-90 tanks, surface air missile launchers. Um, it's, it's, it's a reminder that, you know, when you see, especially younger people, you know, the, the men are they're fighting. Boyfriends, husbands, fathers are, are off to fight. And, and so you, you see that weariness in people's faces. Uh, but certainly in other parts of the city, it's, it's a metropolitan area like some of our cities back home. Uh, you know, one of the biggest differences, uh, to be frank, over here is just, you know, how the war is covered. You know, it's unlike the invasion, you know, banner headlines in major newspapers, you know, across the country, you know, top of the hour reports uh, around the clock on Fox, you know, sadly, you know, this war's almost gone into, you know, a stalemate. You know, these, these lines, there really hasn't been much change in terms of, Ukraine's ability to recapture territory captured by Russia and Russian forces are certainly having a hard time pushing forward in the east. They've gained territory, but it's very slow. It's at a very high cost. You saw some of the numbers today uh, out of the White House. 75,000 Russian soldiers uh, killed or wounded in this war in just five months. At the same time, 
you know, Russia has volume. I interviewed the aide to President Zelensky today. He was talking about Ukrainians being outnumbered. And it's almost like a sausage factory. You know, Russia continues to just cram soldiers into this you know, deadly sausage machine. And they don't care that, that they're losing tens of thousands of soldiers. They have more to replace those. And that's what's going to be the big test. Yeah, just so much going on. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson in Kiev, Ukraine. Thank you. Stay safe and uh, keep your eyes open there while you're overseas covering this war. And thank you also for doing what you're doing, because I think you made a good point. This is not in the forefront of the American media landscape anymore. It was a block material right off the top of any newscast. Now it's kind of falling down by the wayside. But this war is going just as strong as ever. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson, thanks for joining us on the Fox News Rundown War in Ukraine podcast. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.